today on Abounding Grace. The way to go against the current of this world is to be men and women of the word, men and women of prayer, to live your life in relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, Adam and Eve, in their distance from God, they chose the wrong thing. And that's exactly what's going to happen to you. In your distance from God, you will choose the wrong thing. That's why we need to take the most earnest heed to do what we hear so that we what? Don't drift away. So we don't neglect our salvation because what you neglect will suffer damage. This is amazing grace. This is unfailing love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You It's time again for Abounding Grace, and we are truly thankful we can share this time together with you. Pastor Ed Taylor is going verse by verse through Hebrews at the present time. As we study chapter two today, our aim is to gain a greater appreciation for the one who left the riches of heaven to become one of us. We celebrate that at Christmas time, but do we really understand the benefits of the incarnation? Some are under the illusion that he merely came to make life a little better for us or save us from our problems or a life of purposelessness. Pastor Ed is here to show us why Jesus really came and why his incarnation is a necessity. This world system, the only way that you would not come to the same conclusion of the Bible as it relates to this world is if you refuse to acknowledge the truth. At everywhere we turn in this world, it is dark and dreary and difficult and getting darker. Uh, and I challenged everyone last night, I, I didn't look this morning, but I challenged everyone last night, go ahead and open up your phone and look up Fox 31 or one of the news sites and go through the headlines and see just exactly what's been happening in our world in the last 24 hours. And what will you find? Murder, thievery, deceit, difficulty. Oh, and there's that one happy news story. And usually the happy news stories in our town is, hey, guess what? Someone went up and saved a cat from the top of a tree. That's not good news. Leave the cat up there. Nobody wants a cat down from the tree. But that's how the world equates good news. You know what would be a good news story on Fox 31? Baby saved in the womb. That's God's standard. Not cats saved from the tree. Leave the cat up there. You see, even the good news stories don't really reflect the morality and righteousness of God. Sometimes they do. I do give that. Sometimes on occasion, somebody doing something in the name of Jesus Christ is given some kind of notoriety in our culture, but not much. They would have to be redoing the story over and over again just to contain the kind of good news that exists in this room of all the things that you do throughout the week. 
Can you imagine story number one, all the prayer warriors in here? Story number two, how you helped your neighbor. Story number three, I mean, on and on, how you, were, you had the chance to steal from work, but you didn't. And you actually even turned in the said, the system's broken, anybody? I mean, on and on. It, there would not be enough newspaper. There would not be enough space on the internet, truly, to reflect the good news stories of the righteousness and the holiness of God through his church that is shining the light of the gospel in a very dark world. But listen, church, listen. Hear me out. Compromise is more than just a little decision. When you choose to compromise, you choose the way of the world and its system. And if you choose the way of the world and its system, then you are cooperating with the devil himself. Lies and murders. You know, you listen to Jesus, you go, well, I'm not a murderer, and for that I'm grateful. But you'll recall in another time that Jesus said, murder is a lot more than the act. Jesus equated murder with hating someone in your heart. And on that criteria alone, most if not all of us today, are guilty of such things. Cooperating with the sway of this world and the way the enemy wants to use this system to destroy people from all eternity. Listen, God has given man free choice. A real, true ability to make a decision for right and wrong. Unbelievers have it and believers have it. And when man chooses to exercise his free will, he can choose to do evil. She can choose to have evil rule over her. And if that's what man wants, God has given man the choice. You can choose bondage today. You can choose to place yourself in a, in a position of weakness, in a position of evil, because Satan rules right now. And of course, it's becoming more obvious every single day as we see the corruption that's in the world. I just, I look to the, the things that, that we as pastors, we deal with on a daily basis in ministering to the flock of God and reminding people of the truths of the Bible and helping people get through the difficulties of their life because of their bad decisions. You can't trust the morality of this world because the morality of this world always changes, doesn't it? A lot of times the morality and the legal system of this world changes depending on who's in authority and who's been voted into office. And, and they don't always make righteous decisions. Many times those that are, are ruling over us in our governmental systems, they make decisions based on popular opinion. They make decisions based on what's most expedient in the moment. They make decisions, quite frankly, most of, most of the time because of the almighty dollar and what's going to bring in the most money. And you know, we're suffering right now and we're misusing funds and we need more tax money. What do you think we should do? Hey, why don't we make marijuana legal? That's a great idea. Let's make marijuana legal. We'll have all the taxes that we can have in and we're not going to have to really worry about the kind of effect it's going to have on society because we'll be having this tax money come in. But if they were to open the Bible, it would be pretty clear that it's not God's will for us to be under the influence of any substance, but rather it's God's will for men and women to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
It's, been, it's for God, for a, for a righteous country and righteous leaders to follow the will of God, to seek God. And so some have made, as believers, some have made the decision to dabble in this area because now it's legal. Now it's legal. And now because your criteria has been lowered to whatever society says, you've just jumped right into the darkness of the world. You're under the sway of the wicked one now. Because anyone will tell you, especially those that have been destroyed by drugs or alcohol, they will tell you that it's never enough. It's never enough. A joint will get you through one week, but next week you're gonna have to have two because it doesn't have the same effect. Your body adjusts physiologically to the effects of alcohol and drugs. So a, a couple beers isn't going to be enough next week. You're going to need four, and then you're going to need six. And before you know it, some of you drink yourself into oblivion. Oh, I know not everyone, but some. And so then the pot, ha- then the, you have the joint, then the two, and then the three. But then that gets super expensive. And you don't have the resources. So you either start to, to, to rip people off and get into a different lifestyle in order to keep your habit going, or you shift and you go, no longer do I, no longer do I need marijuana. I think I need something that lasts a little bit longer and I can bring back the money that I'm spending. And so now you jump into another drug, into another drug. till finally it ends with something like heroin. And fi- by, by those of you that have ever had that kind of direction in life, you find that heroin never satisfy you. And now what do we see in our culture today? What do we see in our society today? Epidemic heroin and opioid overdoses and losses of life. Entire communities are being destroyed by little decisions of our culture that says it's okay. It's not God's will for you to be high and completely out of, out of it, your life, but rather to deal with life as it is in truth and righteousness and ultimately in the strength of God for you as believers, that actually God uses the difficulties of life to get people's attention that they might turn to him. God uses the hurts and the pains of in this life as tools so that when you are looking for help, you look to the, your creator for help and not to what's going... See, I could walk through every little thing of compromise in the world today and show you that you're just jumping into the course of this world. It's darkness, it's wickedness, even though it doesn't seem like that in the beginning. And so what happens, what happens in a time like this, whether you're here in Colorado or you're listening in another state somewhere, what happens is, oh, that's just a pastor. It's just a pastor with a Bible. That's just a pastor being all judgmental and pounding his pulpit. I didn't pound my pulpit one time. And I do have a Bible, and I'm certainly not standing in judgment for you. I actually have a, I actually, if you didn't know, I have a background where I know of which I speak. Destroying my life. Hurting the people that love me. Causing great chaos in this world. I lived a lot of my early life just that way. Apart from God. Resistant to God. Living this. I, I'm, I know of what I speak not only personally, practically, but also in the ministry. Because so many have a testimony of testing this world. 
and the way the world defines things and the way the world wants to go for the sake of popularity. And we just happen to live in a culture that the loudest voices get the most attention. But let me just say, the loudest voices aren't always right. They don't always reflect God. And so don't just dismiss what you're learning today because you heard it in a church or you heard it on a Christian radio station or a pastor's telling you, let me just take off my pastor hat and say, I'm your friend. And if that's the relationship we had was just friendship, I tell you the same thing. Why? Because I have the Word of God. I have the Holy Spirit. And I'm willing, I'm willing to lay my life down for the sake of telling you the truth. Because the culture is so strong. The culture's current. And the way that things are going is so strong. It's so dynamic and, and huge that it actually has the power to change the course of churches and to change the course of pulpits and to change the course of churches' leaders so that they accommodate themselves to the culture just for the sake of filling a room. And unfortunately, there are churches today where you'll go in the doors and leave out the doors without ever hearing of the reality of sin in your life the warning and the exhortation that if there isn't a major change in your life, that major change being repentance, if there's not a major change in your life, it is not going to end well. It's not going to end well by experience. It's not going to end well by what the Bible says. Because the only hope of humankind, the only hope of mankind, the only hope of you and me is Jesus Christ. He's the only hope that he came and gave his life for you. That's what the Bible says. Look, I know we don't yet see all things put under him. Verse 7, excuse me, verse 8. We don't yet see them all, but verse 9, but we see Jesus. He is the key to everything. He's the power for you not to choose to do evil. He's the one that will come and establish his kingdom. And at that point, all things will be subject, put in subjection to him. Satan will be bound and cast to the abuso. And Jesus will reign over the earth, the glorious kingdom of God, ruling and reigning. It's not yet so, but it will be. He says, we see Jesus made a little lower than the angels. Imagine that. Jesus Christ, God in human flesh was made a little lower than the angels. Why? For the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death. What does your Bible say? For everyone. Away with this theology and this teaching that Jesus Christ only died for a very small group of people and everyone else is going to hell. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that Jesus Christ tasted death for everyone, everyone can be saved. Anyone hearing my voice today, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He tasted death for everyone, even though not everyone takes him up on his offer. Notice the next verse in verse 10. For it was fitting for him for whom all things, by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory. 
Not everyone is saved, but Jesus died for everyone. His atonement is not limited. It is unlimited and only experienced by those that repent of their sins. That could be you today. The door is wide open for you to repent of your sins, to ask Jesus Christ to forgive you. The door is wide open for you to take your choices and to choose to follow Jesus Christ. It would be as if Jesus was here today walking through the aisles, looking you in the eye and say, you come follow me. You come follow me. You come follow me. And the only right response to that is, yes. Yes, Jesus, you came and suffered death. Now, verse 9, if you'd like to write in your Bibles, you can just write next to it. This is another teaching on the incarnation of God, or that God became man. You could also write next to it Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 5. You can also write next to it John chapter 1, verse 14. Remember what John said? That the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God became man. Jesus possessed two natures, He was God, deity, and also man, taking on the form of a servant, the eternal Son of God, taking on humanity. Therefore, he became lower than the angels. Why? To save you. What great humility. This is the verse that we normally study around Christmas in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. He not only had to be man, but he also had to be God. Because he was God, his death and blood has an infinite value. This is one of the most fundamental doctrines in all the Bible, one that we will never waver on, God in human flesh. So we don't yet see things in subjection to Jesus Christ because Satan is still ruling over this world, which is all the more reason to be in prayer and all the more reason to be in the Word. It's not because you were told. It's not because it's some legalistic thing. The way to go against the current of this world is to be men and women of the Word, men and women of prayer, to live your life in relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, Adam and Eve, in their distance from God, they chose the wrong thing. And that's exactly what's going to happen to you. In your distance from God, you will choose the wrong thing. That's why we need to take the most earnest heed to do what we hear so that we what? Don't drift away. So we don't neglect our salvation. Because what you neglect will suffer damage. You see, the devil's still under, still ruling this world. He's known as the prince of the power of the air, which reminds me, you know, when we were launching off and going into radio and God allowed us to have Grace FM and to take responsibility for Grace FM, to purchase it as a gift to our city, to minister the gospel to our city 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We experience the craziest, and still to this day, the craziest spiritual warfare that you can imagine. And we're always discovering a new day, a new week of the weird, crazy spiritual warfare that the prince of the power of the air thinks he owns 
He thinks he owns the air. He thinks he owns the airwaves. He, he thinks he has, and he has a pretty good job of having the airwaves, but not so much. Not so much on that little band that's under our authority and under, that has been entrusted to us. That little band on 89.7 up here, 101.7 down in the springs, that little band, that little section where people are hitting scan and, and drop on our station, what are they going to get? The Word of God. They're going to get the Word of God in music, or they're going to get the Word of God in some guy teaching it, but they're going to get the Word of God. And when they get the Word of God, it's the Word of God that goes deep down into your heart and affects change, doesn't it? Changes your mind, changes your heart, changes your perspective. It brings you into a place where even your emotions are subject to the Word of God. But man, he thinks he's the prince. He's a squatter. The devil's a squatter, man. He's not going to have this authority forever. Why? Because we see Jesus and there's day coming where all authority, everything will be put in subjection to Jesus Christ. There's a day coming. There's a day coming. Even in the great tribulation period, you know, the devil's going to give the Antichrist when he comes on the scene, he's going to give him that authority. Remember that time when Jesus was taken out in the wilderness to, to be tempted by the devil and the devil took him up to see this high place and he said, I show you, I'm going to paraphrase it. I'm going to sh he showed Jesus all the kingdoms and he says, I'll give this to you if you bow down to me. Jesus didn't argue with him. He just resisted him with the word of God. He said, there's no way I'm bowing down to you because Jesus knows there's a day coming when that all the authority will be restored when the purpose and the plan and all of redemptive history will come to an end when the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, when the second coming of Jesus Christ at the end of the great tribulation period where he establishes forever his righteous rule. But right now, you and I can experience his righteous rule by our personal obedience. As Jesus said, the kingdom of God is inside of us. And every time you live in obedience to God, you are living by the kingdom principles you are living with Jesus as your king, his rightful place in your life. And you get to get a taste of what it's going to be like when you're living in the power of the Holy Spirit. So don't drift away, church. Don't neglect your salvation. Stay strong by faith, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of the Lord and his soon return. In 1 John chapter 3, Verse 2, it says, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Keep your eyes up. Look up because your redemption draws near. Stay close and stay strong and stay obedient. You've been listening to Abounding Grace with Pastor Ed Taylor. We're in the midst of a study in Hebrews. We hope you're getting a lot out of it. If you'd like to hear it again, go to AboundingGraceRadio.com. And we also offer the program by podcast. Look for us on Apple Podcasts. Another way to listen to Pastor Ed's teachings is through our mobile apps. Do a search for Calvary Aurora, and you'll be able to download both our church app and the Grace FM Colorado app. Thanks for your support of Abounding Grace. 
It does make a difference. Your donation today will help us present God's Word over the radio tomorrow. We're consistently receiving wonderful reports from listeners of how God is using the Word to help them grow by God's abounding grace, and you're helping to make that possible. And when you support this ministry today with a gift of $25 or more, we'd like to send you Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Groeschel. Do you struggle with your thought life? Maybe it seems out of control. There is a way to break free from this destructive thinking, and that is by letting God's truth become your battle plan to win the war in your mind. You'll learn how in this wonderful book. Again, ask for a copy of Winning the War in Your Mind when you call 877-30-GRACE. That's 877-30-GRACE. If you just like to make a donation and aren't interested in the resource, just go online to AboundingGraceRadio.com. Whether you're out of town, on vacation, sick and not feeling well, or you're under a stay-at-home order, you know you can always join us for service online at Calvary Church Colorado here in Aurora. Those service times are Saturdays at 6 p.m., Sundays at 8.45 and 10.45 in the morning. And we offer a midweek service, too, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Now, that's Mountain Time. We live stream at calvaryco.church. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but come back next time when we'll resume Pastor Ed Taylor's study of Hebrews on Abounding Grace. This is amazing grace. Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church, Colorado, here in Aurora.